Hotour and I did a play together down in Bristol Old Vic, which is a very famous uh, theatre in England. And we have, and during the play, there's about 15 to 20 minutes when actually we're not on stage. So every single night, we come off stage together, dash across the street, duck the taxis into the bar. And we'd be throwing back beers and beers, watching the time, making sure we got back on time for our queue, right? Uh -huh. Well, one night, we got so engrossed in telling stories that we forgot that we were on stage. And the next minute, the, the door burst open and the stage, uh, the stage manager came rushing on and said, Harris O'Toole, for God's sake, you're on, you're on. There's a full house waiting for you. The play has stopped dead. Come on. I just dashed on, tripped over a wire, <laughs> slid right across the stage, right down to the footlights and hung over onto the lap of two or three sort of Bristolian old women. <laughs> and O'Toole was to come on next. And this woman looked at me in shock as my sort of head was in her lap. And she said out loud, Good God, Harris is drunk! <laughs> and, I, and I looked at her and I said, Madam, if you think I'm drunk, wait till O'Toole makes his entry. <laughs> wouldn't hate what is if we completely changed the format of the show and just like steered hard into making it like a news program <laughs> like vice but shittier listen i would love it if we think people would be like if i went around to political events and we did that and got interviews and people actually enjoyed it i'd love to do it um but i don't think at a certain point any of them would want to talk to me because Lord knows the shit I'd end up asking them. And when they said their common rhetoric, I would just tell them to fuck off. What, like, not explicitly to fuck off, but in, in, you know, various mean ways. Sure, in the way that only you can. Yeah. But I think, I think in that scenario, you avoid interviewing anyone and you concoct the stories. Like, I would love for this to be like, we talk to a woman who says that you can get high by holding your poops in. Like, <laughs> it's be rapidly becoming a whole subculture. Like, Channel 5 finds all the good funny shit and covers that. We'll just make shit up. <laughs> that actually be a lot of fun. It would be really fun. Hey, thanks for uh, letting us uh, interview today. You're, oh, and she just goes, oh, my God, she crapped him. Oh, oh no. She oh, she's tripping balls. Oh, she crapped him. Wow. Filled. We, we happen to be there for the moment that she just can't hold in any more poo. What a great interview that would be. If your religion was holding in your poo and like you just like you had to do it until you couldn't anymore and that was the only time you got to go, how satisfying those poos would be. That oh, last man. one because you're clearly only having it because uh, you died and it's your body's natural yeah. response is to uh, loose the content of its body. That's bowels. how you get close to God is just by, by, by crapping them. That's what I heard. You're like, I've if, had a couple of those. Like, like, listen, if, if there was a poop-based religion like that, you know it would start with that like reasonable sort of being like, you, you, once you like, can't anymore, hold it. That's when you go. And then later, be like, listen, you're not close enough to God unless you're crapping your pants, okay? Unless you're out in the field 
picking beans for Jesus Christ. And that's when your bowels finally, the floodgates rip open and you crap and everyone around you starts chanting and praying. Someone does that reverse tongues thing and they fall to the ground. It just becomes a fucking sermon right out there in the field. Every time someone poops himself. And I would be in that religion. I would go to the bean fields. Well, I think the question you need to ask yourself that you're not asking yourself is, how quickly does a poop-based religion become a poop-based fetish? It becomes a poop-based cult. But you definitely but attract it's like the like Nexium fetishes. for diarrhea. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. We, we root out the happiness of these people. Most of it is toiling in the bean fields, um, which is how we subsist the cult, is, is they take the work you know, from that, and we, we're, we're heavily sponsored by Goya. You're an agrarian cult. Um, yeah. So we're doing that. We're working. We're toiling the fields and pooping ourselves, <laughs> pooping our drawers. When we're not working, prayers, okay? Then food, then prayers. Then a little more work and toiling, and you go to bed. You wake up the next day, and those who haven't pooed themselves <laughs> get into the work in the fields. If you're we're not there, wearing it, you're not doing it right. Every couple of days, invariably, there's three to five of these little mini sermons that happen in the fields as people poo regularly throughout the week. Also, we wear a little white linen, so <laughs> you know how that goes. If you're not wearing it, you're not doing it right. That's, <laughs> That's great. the so message. In 2011, we finally petitioned to the, the leader of the organization, and we now have brown overalls, everyone. Brown overalls. We will not be shamed anymore when we go into town. Now people will only smell it. Yeah. <laughs> also, we're not a wiping religion. <laughs> <laughs> we believe wiping with your left hand is the work of the devil. Double. Yes, exactly. God planned on that being there. <laughs> he would have given you shoveled hands if he wanted you to. Man makes his hand look like a shovel. Get your sinful hand out of my Son face. Son of a bitch. That's the worst thing ever. God gave you that hand for the sin of masturbating. Don't use it to wipe your hind end. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Touching your, touching your penis with a poop-covered hand? Gross, Greg. What have you become? <laughs> I didn't raise you this way. Uh. I'm uh, just saying, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, and you know who I really think could tackle this. What? Who? Buford Butterfield. Oh, yeah. I want to bring Buford Butterfield back. For the people that don't know Buford Butterfield, he's a legendary newsman from the South Carolina, from the Mid-Atlantic area, shall we say. Yeah. And I'm just itching to get him back to life. He's been, he's been kind of quiet. You could build a house with the cigarette butts that man has smoked. I'm sure he has at this point, because yeah. the government... Can't repossess those. He's not allowed back into the Kentucky Derby after they kicked him out. He knows what he did. Yep. He's a legend. He's a legendary broadcaster. Mm-hmm. And I would I would love, and I'm putting this out there so people developer. will hold me to it. I really want to start doing Buford sketches again. Sure. We'll need to get some interviews. We'll need to get us some interviews. Well, and that's the thing, is I think you can stage some stuff like the poop <laughs> cult. <laughs> and I also think you can do the classic Buford, the big Buford, which is to take the interview sound bites, and then reverse engineer jokes, like joke prompts. Oh, we can definitely what do that. What did you detect in Mastool? I mean, the sky's the limit. The sky truly is the limit with a fellow like Buford Butterfield, so I'm putting it out there. Because, like, we really should. We really should just start doing something so incredibly stupid. I mean, I'd love to interview I care so people. little about yeah. it. I'd get myself a nice oversized suit. Let's be honest. All I've done is gain weight since COVID started, so all of my suits are undersized. But I'll get an oversized suit. The way you talk about it, for anyone that can't see you, must assume you're like Brendan Fraser in that new movie. I am. <laughs> just a 600-pound It's shut-in. ridiculous. I can't even. My, uh, have you seen, uh, what is it, Prince Charles's Fingers? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. What are those like? They're little sausages. 
Are they? <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's Prince Charles. It's him or Prince Andrew. One of them has like you're like, oh my god, one day they'll ne- they'll never get that ring off of his finger. They'll have to cut that thing off. Yeah, put it put it back explode in some when they do the crown jewel box afterwards. I don't know. Do they do they take the jewels off of uh, the monarchy when they die, or do they bury them with them? I mean, the crown jewels stay, right? They've got to. I mean, they they stole those fair and square. The thing is, I think I would eat them before I died, and then they had to get buried with me. That's the secret people don't know is that's how that's how the queen actually died. Was she she was just storing her stomach full of jewels one night, and she choked. You it, can't desecrate the queen's corpse and cut her belly open to get the jubilee diamond out. No, you have to wait for her body to decay, and then you do it like everybody else. I've seen like a gentleman. Yeah, let's be honest. That's what the National Treasure movies should have been about: digging up dead people and <laughs> stealing their valuables. <laughs> <laughs> that is an infinitely better franchise. Listen, let's get Nick Cage in here for National Treasure 3. Just destitute robbing graves. He's like, honestly, this actually sounds great. Oh, we're going to the kind the, of movies I'm making these days. We're going for the bifocals Benjamin Franklin was buried with. And uh, they're all bought by Sean Bean, whatever character he plays. The I broker. Know. Wasn't he the bad guy in the first one? truthfully I don't know I think I've only seen the first one and I don't remember it even if he was just slap a mustache on him throw him in the third one nobody's fucking paying attention what was they trying to steal the constitution or something trying to steal the declaration of independence because there was a treasure map on the back of it (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck man here's the secret though it worked (laughs) I guess I'm the stupid you're right I guess I'm the moron yeah exactly I'm just saying, have you ever applied lemon juice to the back of the Declaration of Independence and then like tried to dry it with a blow dryer or whatever the fuck they did? I can't remember. You haven't, so you don't know. And I'm just saying, if you were to go to some docent who works at the museum where the Declaration of Independence is kept, and you were to ask them, maybe they'll take you seriously. Maybe they'll be like, finally, come with me. Yes. <laughs> and then just throw you out the back <laughs> into a dumpster. <laughs> uh, fucking creeps. You fucking bum. All right, well, if we're going to be a news program, (laughs) we should probably do some news. Uh Uh-huh. You came to me earlier today, and you said to me... Oh, yeah, right. Become well-versed in the Elon Musk Twitter stuff. Oh, yeah. So where did you want to... What did you want to say to me about this? Oh, God, it's so fascinating watching. I do not understand billionaire worship in any way, shape, or form. I don't understand this fascination with the rich, you know? These, these personalities, like I think the celebrities, I think celebrities are interesting. I think stories about them are interesting. I've never had someone come up to me and be like, Pat Oswalt, he's a piece of shit and should fucking die. And I'd be like, oh my God, my personhood is hurt so much by this. Like you say something mean about Taylor Swift to one of Taylor Swift's fans or say something to the Bay Hive, they're going to fucking come at you. We got yelled at for saying mean things about Harry Potter. I, and th- this, is, this is all like it's J.K. Rowling, she's a billionaire, you know, and... I just it, it confuses me that particular like worship of these certain things. Elon Musk particularly being no different, right? Bring it back on topic here. So everybody knows Elon Musk spent forty-five billion dollars buying Twitter. Okay. Now, since he did that, he kind of popped off and did a bunch of crazy fucking shit, right? He alluded if he did in fact purchase Twitter that he was going to liquidate a fuck ton of its employees. He's going to cut the employees by half, right? And of course, when he went in, he cut a ton of high-level positions. He just like just fired a ton of people. But one of the other things he did was he fired like half of their coding staff based on how many lines of code they wrote. 
So people who wrote more code stayed. And people who didn't write as much code got fucking canned. And like memes through emails and like stupid fucking ways. People got fired by correcting him on Twitter when he like talked shit about one ass. Gee, Twitter on Android is running especially slow in these particular countries. It's because of this. Uh, hi, I'm a full stack engineer with the company. Um, I actually had a lot to do with uh, Android functionality uh, with Twitter, especially in those countries. And everything you just said was inaccurate. Fired. <laughs> like just crazy shit, right? Um, and so what ended up happening as a result of him doing all these crazy bullshit with Twitter is naturally all of their advertisers or a good chunk of their advertisers fucked off, right? So Elon telling half the story came out and said, well, we had to cut all of these people. We were losing $4 million a day, right? Which is technically true, but they lost $4 million a day because they lost all their fucking advertisers because Elon Musk bought fucking Twitter. And shocker, people don't like divisiveness when it comes to advertising. You want homogenized crap. You want everybody to buy it, right? It's not fucking Halo. It's the NHL, right? It's, it's something that everybody can enjoy. There's spots for everybody. And when you take it over and you are politically divisive, you open up Twitter to the politically divisive, and that's what it becomes. Well, there's no, there's no surprise that like as soon as he took it over, there was a direct correlation with like the rise of naked anti-semitism and yes. if i'm a sponsor i look at that and i don't want to have it juxtaposed exactly. like the mcrib is back with like the fucking jews exactly you don't want it to show up on somebody's feed in between the wrong things because targeted now mcdonald's seriously now Mc... anti-semitic yeah. they look a little fucking weird placing burger their... yeah. of Sturmbahnfuhrer. exactly you're sitting there and you follow stormfront bullshit because you happen to be a journalist who has to cover that crap and you watch, or maybe you're just the kind of concerned person who looks at hateful fucking rhetoric, you know? You're, oh my God, where are these fucking local Nazis going to be so I can protest their shit? And in between two hateful fucking comments about white superiority and the, the you know, the prevalence of the Jewish problem, you see, again, you see uh, a, a, a little commercial for Old Spice. Oh, isn't that fun? do 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 like, oh, look at that Old Navy. Uh, what are they doing here on Newsmax's Twitter page, you know? And so all those people went, fuck this. We can, we can advertise literally anywhere we want. We don't really need market penetration on Twitter if all of our advertising goes towards these people and these are the people who are now going to fuck off of Twitter. Elon Musk made a very, very particular pre precedent, which is welcome trolls. We are going to open up speech. That's what they all really fucking cared about. As if Twitter was the kind of place where you couldn't pretty much say whatever you wanted anyways. All you couldn't say was that extra 1% of extra hateful shit. Which is why, like you said, when Elon purchased the company, that fucking day, the N-word prevalence went up 500% on Twitter. Isn't that something? You gotta imagine how much of it was already being said on Twitter. A company that is multinational with millions and millions and millions of users. To it to go 500% more, it's pretty marked. Something pretty notable about that. But the thing is, the troll-in-chief bought the troll farm mm -hmm. and is letting the trolls run it. Well, and this is where the history and of it is interesting, you know? No one should be surprised. And, uh, and the thing that I look at is you talk about celebrity worship. And yeah. you don't understand why. I do understand it to a degree. If you worship someone like Quentin Tarantino, it's because he gave you something. He gave you all these movies that were formative in your life in some Fair. way. But what did Elon Musk give us? He gave us douchebags. Yeah. He gave us douchebags that drive his car. He gave us douchebags that use his website. Like, 
he he's a douchebag that spawned smaller douchebags. This is one of those things where people attribute Elon Musk to the success like the successes of his company, which is a laughable thing to do, right? Um the company functions without the CEO. He can help guide the position, but it's not like Tesla existed before Elon Musk. It's as if commercialization of the space world wasn't happening before Elon Musk. Okay, we're watching Jeff Bezos do the same fucking shit. There are several companies that are trying to get us to space. Look at what he's doing with like the internet. He's not doing that for some kind of altruism, right? The reason he sent satellites to the Ukraine so he could give them the internet is because it was heavily subsidized by the government. The second he had to pay for that out of his own pocket, he stopped fucking doing it. These aren't altruists. They aren't people to look up to. They're not fucking geniuses. They're people who had the right amount of collateral at the right places at the right times. Everyone always talks about, look at all of these, look at these successful people. Look how many of them started in Silicon Valley with a two to $300,000 loan from their parents. Most, if not all of them. Look at your fucking billionaire hero and see where they started. They came from somewhere with cash. Almost all of them, right? And if Mark Zuckerberg's your fucking hero, I hate to tell you, that dude just lost a fucking hundred billion dollars thinking that people wanted to take meetings as funny little cartoon avatars, and he fucking was wrong, okay? That's not the mark of a, of a genius, that's the mark of someone totally fucking disconnected with way too much hubris. Back to fucking Elon, right? He fucking loses four million dollars a day, he cuts his staff, right? So now Twitter is much less moderated. It is functioning worse, and he does the next thing, which is, how am I going to start recuperating my lost money, right? Because he's losing money all the time. As Twitter's revenue falls, they're a private company. Invariably, their share price will fall along with it. So he's just burning fucking cash at this point. So he goes, okay, yeah, you know what? Power to the fucking people because I love my fucking sycophants. <laughs> So let's go ahead and make blue check marks purchasable for $8. That won't blow up in my fucking face, right? Anyone can become verified for $8. It, we're going to make Twitter like a service that you can purchase into. Fuck those advertisers, right? And the internet responds in the way that only the internet can as it impersonates all of those celebrities. The best one was the Ted Cruz-Ben Shapiro interaction. Yeah. Where Ted Cruz talks about the first time I entered a woman, I thought to myself, it's exactly like mother said it would feel. Yeah. yeah I, yeah, I think Ben Shapiro's like, man, that really resonates with me. You're getting that, me kind of hot and bothered, Senator yeah. Cruz. I, ah, there was a good one. Um, I wish, oh, there's, there's some pretty good ones. Like Nestle, we steal your water and sell it back to you, lol. That was a pretty good one. That one got uh, 44.8 thousand likes before Twitter removed that. Started sucking down again, all the blue checks. After they figured it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's another one from Ted Cruz. The first time I entered my human wife, I said groaning into her ear. Oh, no. There it is. Oh, yeah. This is how mother's out of field. Oh, my God. There it is. Uh, oh, my God. You got me kind of horny right now, Mr. Cruz. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I got it right on my phone. I saved it. And then Ted Cruz says something back. It's something like, have you ever tasted the flesh of a man's entrails? Yeah. Um, Benjamin. McDonald's says, proud to announce that all McDonald's locations will now be serving Beyond Meat. Our meat is be far beyond its expiration date. Um, Elon Musk said, if you see a Tesla driving, please, for the love of God, jump in front of it. Our AI is constantly learning and every sacrifice counts. Heart <laughs> emoji. So um, <laughs> if this gets 1,000 retweets, we will put cocaine back in Coca-Cola. And so immediately everybody looked at Elon and had their fun. But 
the funny thing about it that he did not recognize and those who detracted against it going, this has always existed. I don't understand what the fucking deal is, is pointed out by the smarter and the, those who have been on Twitter for longer term who go, you didn't realize Elon because you just bought the company and made a bunch of changes without realizing how it works. But the Twitter blue check mark isn't a popularity check. It's literally a verification. It is a security protocol. That's what it is. And it's a security protocol so that when LeBron James, quote, LeBron James shows up and tells everyone that he's expecting a trade somewhere, that it doesn't affect real companies that are represented for real on the real stock market. So that when Coca-Cola shows up with a, with a blue check mark and enough people believe it's actually Coca-Cola and they say something that is damning in an, in an, invest, an investment way, people react in the fucking market. Now, when Elon Musk said, I think Tesla is valued too high back before he bought it a long time ago, Tesla's stock reacted and took a heavy dip. Now, imagine if you had been an investor at that time purchasing Tesla stock going, Elon's the fucking goat, man. Elon's the best. I'm going to buy some stock because it's 1200 bucks a share. That sounds fucking awesome. And he goes, lol, that's too much. And suddenly that $1,200 share you bought is now worth $900. That fucking sucks because he just decided to fuck around with your money. He's got billions. He doesn't give a shit. He makes the stock go down four points. Who gives a shit? He's still a billionaire. Now, what if instead of one share, you bought a thousand? What if you bet the fucking horse on Elon and he pissed around? What if he did the same thing with Bitcoin, which he did, where he announced that Tesla was purchasing Bitcoin, causing a buying frenzy among other corporations, causing the value to go up incredibly high before dumping the lion's share of his Bitcoin and also announcing it publicly while he did so, causing the price to plummet. Because Elon Musk is good at one thing, and that's fucking up markets. Well, if he destroyed crypto, then now I like Elon Musk. Great. Great stuff. So he does the blue check mark. They don't recognize the security feature. You know, it was, again, it was, an, it was enough of the thing where, like, all it would take, say, for you, for example, if you wanted to fuck some stuff up, <clears throat> would be to make a real account, right? doesn't matter what it is. Let's say you're a, an alt-right troll. Very easy to accrue bots and other supporters when you're spewing hateful rhetoric on a platform that now enjoys it. And you do that until you get, let's say, 15,000 followers. Sounds crazy. Doable. You can even buy them, let's say. Let's say you buy 100,000 followers. Now the time is right. You spend $8. You get a blue check mark. You change your name to someone important. And you cause a little bit of chaos, right? What happens when Bill Gates shows up and says... Today, I am liquidating all hundred plus thousand shares of Berkshire Hathaway stock that I own. What does that do to the market? Berkshire Hathaway costs like half a million dollars a share. It is fucking expensive stock. What happens when, again, enough people sit there and believe that? That's damaging to the market. And you might say boo-hoo, but it fucking hurts billionaires and wrecks regular fucking people. Destroys them in an instant doesn't fucking recover hits a margin call which causes the fucking value to cascade and your boy has to fucking sell you're fucked right and that's all it fucking takes or even worse than that someone wants to set up a terrorist event in a local town let's say they want to cause some fucking chaos all they have to do is look at the local police department and get just enough followers so you're like oh my god is this the real pd or is that the real pd and all they do is say this is what you need to do in this crisis and they corral people into a certain area 
Now shit looks real fucking real when all the authority figures in a local area are telling you to do something that's the exact opposite of what you need to be doing. Some people do, some people don't. Enough to cause chaos that causes people real fucking damage. And this is what Elon opened up for the sake of the lulls and trolling. And everybody's laughing about it. And it's fucking crazy. And I'm kind of enjoying sitting in the middle watching Twitter fucking burn because at this point, I kind of think it has to. I'm just sad that it happened at a time when I happened to short Truth Social (laughs) because Truth Social is doing fucking great now as Twitter burns. They should both be burning. It's not fair. But it's wild to watch. So it's just like if if people have heard about the blue check thing and all that, and it's a lot more serious than I think people realized. And he's already suspended the program because enough havoc was caused. But it's just fucking wild because at the end of the day, it always comes back to I don't understand how people call this guy a genius. Like anybody could have seen that that was going to be the result. Anybody who's ever been on the Internet knows that if you had a cheap option to Internet trolls to troll people, they'll spend 30, you know, like fucking A. So that's that. If you haven't uh, been aware of Elon Musk and his chicanery, you're pretty caught up uh, again getting called out on Twitter. Uh, letting go of employees. Again, oh, the other stupid thing he did was when he realized how stupid it was when he fired all those people, he asked some of them to come back. <laughs> Such a genius move. So smart. Such a smart guy. And that <laughs> is the way the news goes. Yeah, see, that's what we get when we become a news <laughs> a news program. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a pretty dark turn for the show. Everyone's uh, all caught up. On Elon, yeah. Well, I, I talked about the real world implications of it. Do so. you guys want us to talk about drinking pee again to bring you back down? Yeah, how's <laughs> everyone feeling? Woo, that's a pretty good one. I got a really random question for you. Yeah, uh, where do you stand on breaking up during the holidays? You know you got to break up. You know it. You know it's mm. not going to work. But the holidays are coming up. Oh, okay. Well, do you break up during the holidays or do you wait? I when I was the first time I ever got broken up with. Uh, was shortly after Valentine's Day mm-hmm. in February. Uh, Good time. And so they waited until after and just said, you know, I don't think it's working out. That well, first of all, let's consider important that one holidays. Hurt. Oh, that hurt. Thanksgiving through New Year's. Sure. That's a pretty wide... Look, I... A lot can happen in that time period. I think the thing about breaking up in general is that everybody, the moment they know that's what they need to do, puts it off (laughs) uh, until the right moment, hoping that the person will do something to invoke an argument that you can use to walk away from the relationship in. Um, The delicate dance of trying to get the other person to pull the Well, jeez, if this is the way you're going to be, I don't see how this is going to work out. I asked you to put the toilet paper the other way. Yes, and this is everything to me. This is who I am, Diane. Nag, nag, nag. You sound just like my mother. I would say that, like, you would, I would hope that most people, the moment they realize it needs to happen, would just do it. You yeah, know what I mean? We know that's not happening. I think that it's much harder. Like, again, how long do you wait after? Like, I got you this bear. Look at the bear. We were not working out. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, is that a locket this around is his meant neck? meant to cushion the blow. Is that a locket? Who's getting a locket? Also, you should bring it to your car, which I've warmed up for you. It's got the rest of your stuff in it. 
But on the bright side, I put a nice California pizza kitchen pepperoni pizza in the passenger Ooh, seat. That That's for you that to great? eat alone when you get home. It's just because we're not together anymore. I don't understand because the heart locket and the bear are kind of confusing. Yeah, I I, I was going to put my picture in there, but instead I put the California raisin. See that? Ooh, oh, that's so pretty. Those guys were so cool. Remember those guys? They I definitely of, weren't racist. I was trying. <laughs> Definitely wasn't a very racist ad campaign. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. The 80s, man, right? Nothing questionable about this. Anyway, you really should get going. Anyways, yeah. I have Ty coming, and it's going to be weird if they show up while you're here. <laughs> oh, the 80s. What a weird time. Yeah, so that I would say that, honestly, um, it's probably not a great it's idea. It's a good time to break up. If you're going to break up with somebody, I would say that you've probably got like a seven-day window before and after Christmas, you know? I would say even that's wow, too much. Wow, before? You would it's go so far as to say seven days before Christmas? No, you're right, because they've you're bought you something. You're a madman. I want to hear about this. No, you're right. You're right, because they've bought you something at that point, so that's pretty shitty. Uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've broken up with somebody fairly shortly after New Year's as well uh, when I was in Boston, Right after uh, Beauty's burnt down. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty's burnt down. The, the shitty restaurant across the street from me. Well, that was a tough time. You've heard about it plenty of times, folks. Um, but she broke up with me after the holidays, so she waited. To be honest, she went back home and definitely cheated on me with an old boyfriend. Well, you know, that's uh, problematic. And then lied to me about spending New Year's with her mom when she took pictures. Facebook's a hell of a thing, folks. That's if you tell your, if you tell your boyfriend you're going to spend New Year's with your mom, don't put pictures of you at the club on New Year's. Uh, <laughs> it's, for, for example, um, I gave her back all of her Christmas gifts. <laughs> mm. uh, Ooh, that's a power move. Yeah. Uh, well, again... She bought me stuff that let me realize she didn't really know who I was at all. It wasn't anything I was going to use. It was she like, bought you deodorant. She bought me books on writing and stuff that were like rudimentary. Like, what does your character want? Do they have an objective? You know, telling the story. And so I was like, yeah. I was like, holy shit, man. I fucking... It was one of those things that like, you grit your teeth. Like, oh, thank you so much, sweetie. This is so nice. I bought you these expensive paints because you're an artist that like, I made sure you would love with brushes and all this expensive drawing paper because you're getting into that too and I also bought you these expensive colored stencils that the person said you would love oh you do love all of them it's so great I love my beginner's writing book you balled out too hard it's so cool that and this Doonesbury calendar no (laughs) (laughs) now hang on Murray yeah no, but like I got her. Well, I got in, a, her. in a way, she thought she knew you because she tried to get you writing books. She just didn't understand like where you were in the process. Yeah, which that in and of itself, if she never read your writing, then mm-hmm. she doesn't know what level you're at. Yeah. But she did never, you ever share your writing with her? Did, she, did ever, she ever ask? Did she ever ask? Yes. Let's no. go into all this because I saw all of her art. Anyway, it's well, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't she leave me? I right, paid she, my to you. <laughs> That was a tough one, but uh, so like I again, gave you my black cherry. She probably waited. It was several days after New Year's, I think, is when that happened. Hmm. No, 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 it wasn't because I. No, yeah, because I was back for New Year's because I didn't spend New Year's in Vermont because I was supposed to spend it with her when she bailed on me. Ah, yes, to she spend was, it with her mother. Yes, she was a great girlfriend. She was super. Um, didn't fuck me up or anything. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I would say it's tough. It's tough to say because the good people are gonna are gonna try and like the fact that you're asking and thinking about it is more credit than most people get 
Because <laughs> they're not. They're taking the out when they see it. Well, it's it's the it's the ethics of dating. You know what I mean? Like if you know you need to pull the trigger on it, but it's a delicate time. Like what's another hot? Like obviously the big one is like Thanksgiving through New Year's. It feels like, like a Seinfeld episode though. Like you're like, hey, I've got a, we've got to talk. Oh my God, you broke every bone in your body. You can't break up with a girl when she's in a pelvic cast. It's your fault. She slipped on one of your mounds bar wrappers. It's just George sitting there gritting his teeth while he feeds her soup. Feeds her soup. Hey, doctor comes in and is talking about the prognosis of how long. Many, many months you'll be in this cast. You'll always be incontinent. The smell is not going to be what you expect. And George is sitting there. Bat lat laughter. You should prepare for some serious life changes. I hope you have a good support system in your life. Yeah. She just tries to reach for George. You just see the fingers. That's <laughs> the all fingers the girls through the cast. cast. <laughs> George just puts one <laughs> finger up to hers. Deep I'll be Just groans. Yep. yep. And then that's the same episode. He's down. He's in the park. Marissa Tomei shows up again. <laughs> Marissa Tomei he just pushes his girlfriend into the bushes. <laughs> the wheelchair. I I've been thinking a lot about. Well, you, George. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. The thing is, Seinfeld is actually incredibly easy to write because those characters are so well drawn. Oh, yeah. You pretty much just go, ah, this sounds like a Seinfeld plot. And then you walk it out and you're like, I just wrote a whole episode. Uh Yep. It's actually incredibly easy to do, Mm -hmm. which makes it a great show. It's fantastic. Like the Big Bang Theory. That's hard to write. Yep. Remember the episode where the guy jerked himself off with the robot hand (laughs) and it crushed his penis? No, but that happened? That happened. Wow. I had to watch that more you know. garbage in grad school, and that was one of the episodes. I got to be honest, though. That guy's he's at least in the right direction. That's honestly <laughs> the episode that I would write. Is like, well, these are nerds, so naturally they're looking for new and innovative ways to touch themselves. Yeah. So, I don't know. Does he put himself into a computer simulation where he's hooking up with like Tyra Banks? No, that's too gratifying. How can he get embarrassed no. in there? That's not real, but you know what's real? The cold feeling of steel, steel. wrapped around your hog, <laughs> yeah. squeezing the blood to the end. Yeah. Bazinga. That's bazinga. <laughs> uh, you that's see, what they mean by that. The episode starts, they're at the Discovery Store, and you know that little spot when you were a kid where they had like the little 3 to $5 things? There was one of those things. Oh, that's like plastic horses and little, shit. Yeah, and there's that little thing, and it's filled with like the colorful, glittery gel, and you put your finger into it, it kind of runs around the plastic, and try to hold onto it, and it kind of slides out of your hand. Well, it starts with one of them trying to put their penis in that, and they realize it's actually not that fun, and it doesn't really do anything, and they're like, well, how... How can I find something to jerk off with? And it's also a great plug for the Discovery Store. They're going to love <laughs> They're it. They're going to love it. They're that. aggressively expanding. <laughs> one of the other nerds is going to try to suck Mercury up through his pee hole. Yeah. And see, and the, the third one, he's the smart one. He goes to Sharp Rimage and finds something that vibrates and shoves it up his ass. He gets a Hitachi personal massager. <laughs> yeah. This is for your back. We all know what this is. A great way to get rid of muscle knots. Yeah. And and to exercise the fascia in your muscles. So, like, you know, there's that. People masturbate with those? No. No. Crazy. Get the fuck out of here. I, I don't believe you. You make every single <laughs> every single one of our listeners. <laughs> like, He's using one while uh, they listen to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> 
I was gonna say, every you're listening one to this going, is, I have it pressed to my teeth I was right gonna say, now. Every single one of them that's listening, like there's a guy, if you're listening with a guy and a girl, there's like that side eye moment going on. Like, no, I don't have, I don't have one of those under the bed right now. I've just been farting uncontrollably <laughs> at a low decibel for <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> we know so much about love. It's called hummingbird <laughs> anus. That's uh, the thing, the ethics of dating. I, just, I think most of our listeners are alone. It's fine. Actually, I think it's worse. I think they all have people in their lives and <laughs> a lot of love. So I'm the only. This is what I'm learning. I'm going to bachelor parties and like getting uh, back in touch with old friends. I'm the only alone person <laughs> for the most part. Uh, smattering of a couple other people, but it's just me. And even most of those other people, are like, yeah, you know, I could date. I don't really feel like it though. I'm working on myself, and I'm like, I'm just lonely. <laughs> so that's fun. The more we get to know each other. <laughs> Don't worry, Slugger. Your princess is out there. No, she's not. She's got to open your heart. <laughs> no, she's not. Fuck you. Shut up. Uh, well, that's a that was another conversation we were going to have. A little more difficult. That's a tough conversation to have, though. Well, we love tough conversations. Yeah. Well, again, so it's that question because, you know, again, we know so many people in relationships. And there's always that question of, like, um, you know, infidelity. Obviously, there's a lot of context there, but like cheaters, you know, that's really the conversation. People who cheat. That's one of my know? favorite shows. The cheaters. The guy got stabbed on the he boat. He got stabbed on the Classic. boat. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, geez. And then oh, yeah. he went He went from being a smart ass to being stabbed. <laughs> is this how I die? <laughs> really fast, uh, <laughs> which is my favorite description of that. Watch how he goes from being confident to stabbed. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but cheaters, right? And not so specifically. Okay. So look. I would say that cheaters kind of fucking suck, right? I do not support cheaters. Um, you Cheating know, is bad. Yeah, contextually, it's difficult. I'm always one of those people who would argue like, it's if you can leave, just leave. You know, I get there's abusive relationships. Contextually, I'm not saying if you're in an abusive relationship and you find comfort in the arms of someone else that that's a bad thing. Fuck you. So don't put that on me. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. But specifically, I want to ask people who enable cheaters, right? So, there's a relationship. You got Tom and Karen. And let's just, for argument's sake, say both of them are cheaters, right? With now, those names, let's say both of them are white, which adds a whole new dimension. They're both to this. white people, okay. for sure. Clearly, clearly. And they're both cheating on each other. Classic white people move. Now, is the person who's enabling Tom's cheating, let's say Susan, and the person enabling Karen's cheating, let's call them uh, Ben. Are they bad people as well, Susan and Ben? Let's let's calm this down and go with one. <laughs> now, no, as no. we know, women love to cheat. This is a specific example. <laughs> <laughs> women love. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get so many angry emails that we are not gonna read. <laughs> okay, so we're asking about their their extramarital affairs. Yeah, what do these people know is my question. Person X is in a relationship. Let's just go with the most general sense. Person X cheats on person Y with person Z. Is person Z a bad person because they help person X cheat on person Y? But my question is what what's the status? What does this third wheel know? about that do they know that they are with someone who's uh, in a relationship let's play let's do both yes and no 
Okay. If they don't know Walk it out. that the person that they're seeing is married, then I think there's no culpability there. Sure. You I literally didn't know. Yeah. You can plead ignorance. I don't think after the fact it's like, oh, well, you were involved in cheating, yeah. so you're a scumbag. Well, and again, I think there's varying degrees, and I would say that that's absolutely true. If you're like, you meet a nice gal somewhere, and she's like, why don't you? And you go home, and you wake up the next day, and you were drunk last night, and she drove, and you you walk, and you're like, wow, this is weird. And you look at, who's this person in this phone? And they go, that's my husband. You go, blah, blah, you know, like, then you're, you're, you're guilt. Like, you can feel kind of shitty about it, but well, like, you are not culpable you're not yeah you're not you're, if you don't know you're, you're not definitely not culpable yeah. if you it's not i genocide. would even say if you <laughs> come on it's the genocide of a marriage but potentially yeah. or it's part of their seductive game murdering that because that's another area. option <laughs> officer there's been a stabbing a captain stabbing <laughs> that was butt stuff that was a weird video yeah. um but <laughs> <laughs> So we're, okay, so again, if you don't know and it gets sprung on you later, you are not guilty by association. Sure. If yeah. you start off and you don't know, yeah. If you're like, and mommy, who is that man? Daddy's away for the weekend, this is and then Uncle you go ben. and plow that woman. <laughs> I'd say you're probably a bad person. Well. <laughs> I, I think maybe you give him a flex pass in the moment because you sure. don't want to freak out. <laughs> you don't want to make things weird. <laughs> yeah, you just give him that pity fucking sneak out you in the know, middle of the night. You do the gentlemanly thing. You keep your Levi's close to the bed and maybe, I don't know, put on the belt after you leave. Zip up. That'll, that'll wake some people up. Some people are light sleepers. It's true. And the weirdest stuff For will example, wake them up you don't think of, you yeah. know? Yeah. A sneeze that shakes the whole bed, they might sleep. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you blink and they may just shoot up like the Undertaker. Jesus like, Christ! Who's in here? Yeah. I have a gun! Mm-hmm. Nothing's worse than trying to sneak out of a pitch black room of a woman whose name you cannot remember. For example, slanted ceilings, so you smash your forehead loudly. You got blackout curtains, and you cannot see. There's a crease under the door, but where is their shit? You know that they've got one of those like treasure chest hutches somewhere. There's also a dog in here somewhere. Yeah. you don't want to step on him. <laughs> now, can you remember? It's a wood floor. Can you avoid all of these things? Find your clothing and get out before she wakes up. Good luck. Immediately <laughs> steps on a creaky floorboard. <laughs> uh, go right back to sleep. What are you doing? Just going, going to pee. Handsome? Gotta pee. <laughs> Come right back, okay? Gotta pee, uh, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can do that in here. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. So, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on that? If Say you know. Okay. You know. You know this person is seeing someone. They... But that's the they're thing. They're not like bringing it up. It's not like they're throwing it in your face like, oh, yeah, my husband's away. You're, they're not like it's a, you just, you know. Okay, so we have the You're sliding aware. scale, which is you never knew and you eventually found out and it ended. Yeah. You were completely in the dark. There's, you were completely in the dark and it didn't end. You continued the affair. Mm -hmm. And then there is, you were never in the dark. Yeah. You saw the wedding ring. You saw pictures of the kids in the stylish wallet. Yeah. You, you know, someone reached for a high shelf. You see a little C-section yeah. scar. You have like, you're putting together <laughs> a picture. <laughs> You you know there's some other people involved. You're building a case that you know what you I mean. You have hidden in a closet once or twice. And you go, I'm going to try this. Mm -hmm. I would um, say you're I think if you pursue and you're actively busting up a marriage, sure. I don't care if the person is willing. If you're pursuing it, 
fuck you. Yeah. If you get recruited for this type of situation, you are technically not doing anything wrong because you're not the married one, but you're not a good person. You're an enabler. Correct. For sure. Yeah. So I think... You're not fucking Hitler, but you're not great. I mean, look, here's the thing. I would go so far as to say there's definitely a scale. Like, if you find out and go through with it and continue to do it, you're a worse person than somebody who found out and did it once and walked away. You know what I mean? I would still say you've got some shit to work on, you know, if that's you as well. If that's, like, if that's okay in your mind, I would disagree. Well, and I would say that if you've been with someone and you didn't know that they were married and then you found out and it was, you know, you can probably get one more in there because the glass <laughs> is already broken. Maybe in the so morning. you can't go Only long in the term, morning. but when the morning comes. And then you leave because the damage is already done. It's called a parting gift. <laughs> it's not what I would think of that the as. The damage is done. But I would argue well. the damage is probably done and you need to walk. Look, that's pretty horrible. <laughs> but I would argue that's probably the best you're going to get in that scenario. And I would say you could probably walk away not feeling as, you know, scummy as if before you're like, is that a wedding ring? And they're like, yeah, let's bang. And you're like, okay. But as Conway Twitty said, how strong is a band of gold? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, apparently not that strong since we're talking about it. Apparently not. <laughs> well, look, we're also it, talking about it through the context of marriage, which is a very different thing from relationships. Well, look, if you're like hanging out. Downgrade all of this. If you're like, I'm just dating, like we're dating, we're not official. You can sleep with whoever you want, I would say. You know, that's not cheating because you're not in anything. If you are in a relationship and you know you're in a relationship, I don't really give a shit. I would say it's far worse if they're married because of obviously everything that goes along with it marriage is that sort of thing where like i like you so much that if we leave the law gets involved that's an intense level of love um but you know dating nonetheless is still a commitment and so i would argue at the same time if you know that person is in a relationship with someone and you're sleeping with them that's also not very great of you you know um contextually if that other person they're dating is a piece of shit you can feel a little better, but then contextually, why are you fucking somebody who's fucking a piece of shit? Doesn't that make you kind of feel like a piece of shit? You at least get some shit on you. Yeah. A so piece it's like, of and a I get, piece of shit. And I get it. They're looking for relationships, and you're obviously not. <laughs> but, you know. As you like to say, you're not here to tend the vine and till the soil. You're here to play in the garden. garden. Yep. And I think, uh, I and again, you know, maybe the, there's people who have been at that place in their life. I just feel like that's the kind of place you might consider walking out of. I think you got to get a handle on it when you're still in the dating phase. Because yeah. I think if you do some cheater, cheaterton stuff when you're in the dating room, dating world, you well, are a stupid you, fucking kid. You are a flawed person. You are a flawed individual. Sure. But you're not a bad person. Mm -hmm. I think when you then get into the stage where you're perpetrating this on your own marriage or other marriages or both, now, depending on this whole thing, you're a bad person. Like, if you're married and you cheat, obviously, you're a bad person. Well, you're you're crossing some fucking lines full stop, you know? Um, it's one of those things that is particularly tough. And I don't know. I don't shade it so far. I think that if you are out in the dating world and you see a girl and or, or a guy, whoever it happens to be, and you go, I want that. I want that to be mine. And I just kind of want it one time. That's all. And I know they're with this other person, but I don't really care. And you fuck all of that up for that other person because you know you can do it. I think you're kind of a shitty person. And that's not to say that that other person isn't also a shitty person who wouldn't have fucked up their relationship anyways. But you didn't have to be the person that did it. 
and arguably in a perfect world on paper, a world where nobody enables cheaters, everybody is simply forced to walk away from bad relationships in a far more healthy way. You know, and that's stupid because that'll never fucking happen. And it just worries me, though, because, you know, well, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'll never be that dude because I'm always remembered of the ending of one of the Danger 5 episodes where the dude's cheating on uh, on with some woman and the guy shows up and murders them both. Classic scenario. Yeah. And it was a comedy. Don't worry. It's funny. Yeah. But uh, it's, a little, it's a little hilarious crime of passion. A little Shawshank murder, double murder kind of thing, you know, is is not out of the realm of possibility we've actually known scenarios where people have gotten jealous in relationship to violent ends so it's just you know i I think about that and i never want to be the receiving end of it uh you know (laughs) merely because i'm horny (laughs) (laughs) there you go honestly that's pretty much my like resting phase anyway so it's like what is what is one more hour sure Fire up the robot hand. Yeah, exactly. They're building that for me. I didn't realize I could relate so much to Big Bang Theory. I watched that episode and I put in a phone call to Tesla. I'm calling that one Veronica. (laughs) It sounds like we solved the dating problem. Well, I just think that if you do bad things, you should stop probably doing that. You should try to. If you don't, that's okay. You did your best. Doing bad things doesn't make you a bad person. Continuing to do bad things makes you a bad person. You know? It's it's the indifference of those bad actions that make people bad. It's the indifference of good men. Oh, thank it's you, Boondock people. Saints. <laughs> I was trying to be like, I don't want to quote Boondock Saints without making essentially that point. The second you did, I was yeah. like, I see. It's like a different indifference of good people. God damn. <laughs> damn it, I did it. Yeah. It's like, fuck. You just steered into it, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta clean your room. Oh, I thought uh, we were supposed to uh, defend the marginalized. We are not lobsters, Jordan Peterson, okay? We are, not, eyes. we are not lobsters. <laughs> I, um, it's an interesting question. Yeah. The cheating thing is in it because we need to double back to well, something that I... there's a lot of nuance I, to it. Well, exactly. And we need to double back to something I brought up at the beginning of this, uh-huh. which is... Yeah. You get invited into this situation, right? Someone puts the 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 squeeze on you. Uh-huh. You don't know they're married. Sure. You come home, you're in the boudoir, and instead of the husband coming in with a shotgun, the light turns on and he's sitting in a chair smoking a cigarette watching you. Well, Are this you, was planned the whole time. This was planned. You don't have to feel bad. You can feel weird about it. Do you, you feel can, a little bad? You can even leave. The thing you need to feel bad about was that she was not up front with you. Now, the question you need to ask is whether that's part of the fetish or not, or whether she didn't trust you enough to follow her home with another man, knowing that the husband watching uh, was part of it. Unless this isn't a sex thing, and he's catching you both in the act, and it's a surprise to both of you. And he's just cold and emotionless yeah. Vulcan sociopath. Then he you, doesn't care. You, you get the fuck out of there yeah if, now, he, if he threatens to kill you but doesn't kill you and he does it in like a vague kind of yeah. hannibal lecter way it's going to be way worse if you stick around yeah be like oh i didn't realize this was what was going on i'm out and in fact if it's the other way you got to make your own decisions are you cool with it or are you not that guy's going to be seeing a lot of your butthole probably and let's be honest if the light comes on and now he's watching and that's the precedent that light's staying on dude that light is staying on and i can say 
with certainty, that's like the least you can do. Sure. You know what I mean? If you're going to enter another man's bedroom and another man's wife, the least you can do is take a gander yeah. at the old same, starfish. Same with the genders reversed as well. Totally, if you, if, totally. If a, if a power boss lady, I Ladies assume, can get cucked too. I don't know a lot of hippies that are sitting in the corner smoking a joint just in there. I'm here to watch. <laughs> I think it's a lot of like power suit wearing ladies who are girl bosses. But maybe not. I don't know. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. If like I just would love to see my my uh my man just <laughs> balls deep in a strange woman. <laughs> you write us an email at the Skimbo Lounge. A librarian he met at Obam Pan. Yeah. She's just like, I don't know what I was getting into. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I think a woman might be like, ladies, not to paint with a broad brush, but I think I'm confident in saying you might think it sounds like a sexy idea and then the second it starts happening you're gonna be like wait pull out pull yeah, out no not no okay no no, no not cool because men are depraved awful pigs and so if it gets you off to see your partner yep. fucking another guy you really mean that Look, shit every you're a woman I think you're trying to be open-minded and that's good of you but you're not gonna like it every single guy all of us at one point in our lives in one relationship we have been in, whether it was a single date, uh, an interaction on the playground, for Christ's sake, all of us have said one sentence. I'm going to try this. <laughs> and you don't know where it's going to be, but I promise you that the results of that sentence are usually negative. It's usually a bad outcome. But nonetheless, guy, you're going to fucking do it. So... If you're in that room and he goes, no, 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 continue, and you're already like halfway into the act, you're going to probably try to finish the deed. Power through. Unless he terrified you so much that you are no longer aroused, in which case you're going to run. I'm making the call. Those are the two. And that's my question about the dude is, okay, so he's there and this is going to try this. Is he like yelling out suggestions and directions like it's improv or something? Wow. I think think that the second... (laughs) And are you obligated to do what he says? I think that the second you know he's there, he's just going to sit there quietly smoking a cigarette going, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you're going you're gonna to hear him in between the quiet moments or like every now and then you're going like, to really try and stay in positions where you don't catch eyes with him because he's going to try and look at you. He is going to try and make eye contact and you really don't want to. But this isn't their first rodeo and the missus knows how to position you so that shit happens. You think everything's fine, but every now and then, ah, you just, (laughs) there it is. You're gonna look him in the eyes. He'll go into the other room for a second and you'll look up at a painting and all of a sudden see the eyeballs moving. That's him doing a Scooby-Doo. Don't trust those mirrors. Don't trust that mirror that's in between there and the bathroom that you weren't allowed to go into. That's a two-way mirror. You may not know yeah. that you're locking eyes with him on the yeah. other side of that mirror, but you are. Yeah, you you learned when you saw the burnt cherry of his cigarette from the other side of that mirror. Oh, boy. That's why that's why he turned the light on before he left. It helps. It helps to, to, to mask that. And you knew this yeah. wasn't going to be like any other scenario but you found yourself in. Let's be honest. The second he goes on the other side of the two-way mirror, you feel a little bit more comfortable and that that allows you to, you know, and I wonder the illusion there. <laughs> comfortable for you, not enough for the cock. <laughs> What's the compromise? Uh, how yeah, how close can he get? How, how close is comfortable? I don't want him touching me. <laughs> he takes a phone call in the middle of it. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do, Mom's Still going to be in a coma whether I get there in three days or yeah. seven. He's like, yes, I have time to talk about my car's extended warranty. Go on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I'd like to think that it's probably it's not it's certainly not 50 50 but there's some people who found themselves in that situation and found something awoken in them oh sure and in its own way that's very beautiful you had someone who kind of took you by the hand and introduced you to something yeah that's its own beautiful thing yeah I mean it's gonna be a bumpy ride trying to figure that out let me tell you something yeah you gotta be careful. You just gotta be careful. You don't awaken something in the other people. Just you know? be careful because let me tell you how that story ends. Twenty-seven knife wounds and Jody Arias standing over your corpse, being like, "I, I love you." Yeah, yeah. Now she gets to keep him forever. Exactly. She'll be the last person he was ever with. <laughs> She'll always have that to hang her hat well, on. And I guess in that regard, thank God no one's ever loved me that much, or at all. <laughs> Whew. Don't kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to the bottom of that. That well, makes me feel much better. Yeah, we got out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple of rough patches. You know, bad people are bad people. Good people are good. It's obviously all very clear cut and dry Yeah, now. we deal in absolutes on this show. Yeah, just like the Sith. Gray, gray area not invited. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, uh... We pretty much hit all the things we promised we would hit. We actually like tried to go into this one with a little structure now that we're a news program. Yeah. And we do human interest pieces. I mean, that was pretty good. Up next, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> and his very real tweets. Yeah, and very real tweets. And uh, and he's going to be taking his dog, and they're going to be doing a ball balancing act. If you didn't know, Ben Shapiro, big into dogs. He's also going to do his famous peanut butter trick <laughs> with More his Shetland pony. We don't know what it is, but we sure are excited. More at 11. More at 11. All right. Well, do you have anything you want to plug? I was thinking about it, and no, I don't. Except that we didn't say anything about the upcoming nuptials of our good pal Jeff, like we said we would every episode. Always thinking about you, Jeff. 30 millennia, Jeff rolls on. Look at that. Still going. Pew, pew, pew. Fuck yeah. You thought we were going to miss it, but we snuck it in at the end. Do you remember that time, Jeff, where we made a summer salad and watched Chocolat? Do you? Do you? Do you remember? It felt what? like those halcyon days never end. We could tell that story or we could tell a real one. You think about it. <laughs> What's real and what isn't real here on the Skimbo Lounge? The question we're always asking as we piss into the void and scream for desperate to be heard. But you people have given up on no us. No one's clearly. listening. <laughs> so We'll save it for next time. So until next time, thank you. Uh, go fuck yourselves and goodbye. Goodbye.